the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Late in the Advent season, God's grace, God's mercy, God's peace. John the Baptist was saying it, even as Jesus was approaching the vicinity. He was saying to the people, repent, for the kingdom of God is nigh. Isaiah was saying it 700 years before Jesus ever came. Isaiah 55, 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked man forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to his God, for he will abundantly pardon. Let him turn to his God, for that God will forgive. There's one word in the Bible that opens the road to heaven. Do you know the word? It's a word that cannot be part of your makeup or vocabulary unless the Holy Spirit has done his work. Do you know the word? It's a word that brought the prodigal son smelling of the pigs back to his father. It's the word that when a man or woman does it, the angels in heaven rejoice. Luke fifteen ten. It does not say the angels in heaven rejoice when the Red Sea opens. It doesn't say the angels in heaven rejoice when he took five loaves and two fish and fed 10,000. I'm sure they were ecstatic. But the Bible says there is one thing, one word that causes the angels in heaven to rejoice. Do you know what that word is? It's the word that Job used after he had cursed God, and God answered him out of the whirlwinds. It's the word with which Jesus began to preach in his ministry. It's the word with which Peter addressed the crowds at Pentecost. And it's the word that David spoke when the prophet Nathan came to him and rebuked him for his murderous sin. Do you know the word? Do you know the word that opens the gates of heaven? Isaiah 59, 2, it says, there's one thing that separates you from God. Romans eight thirty eight says, there's nothing that separates you from God. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth. But Isaiah says there are one thing that separates you from God. And that one thing is sin. As Pastor Smitke preached so well on Wednesday, Baby Bethlehem did not come to boost the economy of the world. Baby Bethlehem came because of that one word, Sin. And the only way that we can receive God's blessing 
Isaiah 59, 2, thy sin has separated thee from God. He cannot see thee, cannot bless thee. Your sin has gotten in between you and God. On Good Friday, we will hear Jesus say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Sins of mankind upon the Son of God, upon the babe of Bethlehem, 33 years later. And the reason he felt God had abandoned him, sin. It's the word Peter uttered when he denied Jesus with curses, went outside the gates of the city and wept bitterly. It's a word that opened the gates of paradise to the dying thief. Theologians say it is the one word that can never be spoken in hell because it's too late. And it's the one word that never needs to be spoken in heaven because you and I are saved through the blood of the Lamb. What's the word you know? The word is repentance. The word is repentance. Luke 13, 3, out of Jesus' own lips. Unless ye repent, ye cannot enter the kingdom. You cannot be in the presence of God. John 3, 5, when Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, he said to Nicodemus, unless a man born again of water and the spirits cannot enter the kingdom. And when one is born of the spirits, repentance is there. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit shall be yours. It's a word you find throughout the pages of the Bible. 1,600 years, 66 books, from Genesis to Revelation, the word is delivered. It was the burden of the preaching of the apostles in the New Testament. Every gospel writer repents. John in his epistles, Paul in his epistles, Peter in his epistles, always that word repent. And the reason why one must do that is the same reason that a diabetic takes insulin. One with heart disease takes digitalis. And any other disease that you and I might have, is there not some medication that we take daily for that illness? In a million times higher lights, the one medicine for sin is that word, repentance. If it is but a word out of the lips, it is nothing. We can fool all manner of people on this earth, but you cannot fool God. When he speaks and asks for repentance, he does not look at the lips as so many of our hymns indicate, he looks straight at the hearts. He doesn't even see your lips move. He's looking straight at the heart. Sin speaks of law and death. 
Repentance speaks of life and the gospel. Micah 7.18, who is a God like unto our God, he does not remain angry forever. He tramples our sin under his feet, casts him into the depths of the sea. And he shall only do this if repentance comes from the hearts of his people. Thief on the cross. David. Simon Peter. Abraham. Moses. Nary a one in the Bible who was ever pointed out as perfect. Save one, the Christ, Hebrews 5.8. All are as sinful. And in the 100 very pointed biographies in the Bible... One out of three repents. Psalm 51, David. Two out of three do not repent. And if you do not repent, you cannot be saved. One story in the Bible on this third Sunday in Advent and I'm done. Remarkable story, Manasseh is his name. He's called the prodigal son of the Old Testament. His father was one of the godliest kings of Israel, uh, uh, Hezekiah. His mother, a godly woman. He comes to the throne of Israel when he's 12 years of age, when Hezekiah dies. His reign was a nightmare of wickedness, cruelty, and idolatry. He built altars for heathen gods like Baal. He worshipped the stars and the heavens. He sacrificed children. He dealt with witches and wizards. And the most ignominious blasphemy was to go into the very temple of Jehovah in Jerusalem and build altars to heathen gods. The Bible says there was no king more wicked, not even Ahab, than King Manasseh. Tradition has it that he is the one who captured Isaiah, the great prophet. And after he tortured him, he killed him. And why did he torture him and why did he kill him? And because Isaiah said to Manasseh, Thy father was Hezekiah. Thy mother was a godly woman. Have you learned nothing from them? Repent. And as soon as Isaiah mentioned the word repent, he was captured, tortured, and killed. 700 years later, it would be John the Baptist going to King Herod, saying to him, Repent. And when that word was spoken, he's thrown into prison and later beheaded. Things changed for Manasseh. At the height of his evil power, early 60s, 
60 years of age, captured by the Assyrians. They mutilated him. They put him in an iron cage. And they brought him back in order to torture him further in Babylon. King Manasseh, softened by his sufferings, repented. There's the word. The one word that opens heaven, the one word that makes angels rejoice. Manasseh repented of his sin, he called upon God. Even I would say, God, are you kidding me? For 50 years he murdered innocent people by the thousands. He did all of this stuff, the most evil king Israel ever had. Are you kidding me, God? He asked you to forgive him, and you do. And then we forget that all of us in God's eyes, Martin Luther, we daily sin much. All of us in God's eyes are as sinful as any other man we shall ever read about. Or any other woman we shall ever read about. I do not need to tell you those things. God forgave Manasseh. And when he was restored to the throne of Jerusalem, he devoted the strength and the energy left to him in the remaining years of his life to undo the evil that he had done. He brought the people of Israel back to the worship of God. He threw away all the strange gods and goddesses. Suffering and hardship and pain sometimes makes a person angry and more rebellious toward God. You would assume that would have happened with Manasseh. But on occasion, suffering and hardship and grief can turn a person back to God. And I see it all the time in the ministry. I see it all the time. A man who had not been in this church in 15 years and he has not missed a Sunday these last three and a half months. Suffering hardship, tragedy, instead of turning him completely away from God, brought him back to God with great words of repentance. Time for me to close with these words. Babe of Bethlehem. No one is ever too far gone. No one is ever too hardened. No one is ever too lost to Satan. No one is ever too long away from God that they cannot repent and come back to him. You look at the thief on the cross, you say for 25 years he sinned against God and they came to the faith. You look at Manasseh, you say he must have been 62, 63, 64 years of age. Over 50 years, such massive evil done. But he 
like the young thief on the cross, utters the word from the hearts, forgive me, God. And God forgave. Your greatest gift and mine this Christmas season. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a what? Savior. My greatest gift I shall ever receive from the babe of Bethlehem is the forgiveness of my sins. And it is the greatest gift that you shall ever receive the forgiveness of your sins. For it opens the road to heaven. In our Savior's name, amen. Would you rise as we pray? Heavenly Father, it was not us reaching up to God with the purpose of getting to know him. It was God reaching down to us into the deep waters of our sin. And as God reached down for us, he had one purpose. In my justice, I must exact punishment for sin. But in my mercy, I must find a way to save those that I love. And here comes the babe of Bethlehem. In our Savior's name, amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.